0: We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glasser Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every single week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, and on radio stations worldwide, plus also as well, inside sports, fantasy, football, and game source. Of course, the folks at Lakersball.com, go ahead and check out Ox1947 today, now that he's back in his home. You know he wants to go ahead and talk Lakers, and he does so at LakersBall.com. Plus, he owns a business that he has come back to after his trashing of hotel rooms and crashing weddings back east. Well, actually, in the Midwest, per se, Detroit, to be exact. But you can go ahead and catch him today at SimBlades, with a Y.com If you need a lawn transformed into something much more magical than it is today in the Southern California area, Go ahead and check out Simblates Simblates with a Y.com. Plus also our good friends at Lakerholics.com. I don't know if they're feuding or not today, but Laker Tom was actually commenting on at Laker Tom on Twitter about another trade going on as far as it wasn't his proposal this time around. So go ahead and hear what he has to say. Plus also everything that's going on with Lakerholics.com with Jamie Sweet and his five things articles. Jamie Sweet uh, wanted to go ahead and make sure and let you know, my friend, I know you are sharing some deep thoughts earlier today. I just want to go ahead and say all the best to you, my friend. I know what this brings about as far as a day like today. Rough day for many, but our thoughts are with you, my friend, as they are with LeBron James, Savannah James, and the rest of the James family right now. But want to go ahead and mention you can go ahead and catch them today at lakerholics.com. Our good friend, John McHaleen, he's streaming right now at the John McHaleen channel, so go ahead and check it out today after. Our broadcast here and subscribe. Speaking of subscribing, go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. Our good friend Stone Hansen has wrapped up a great season of analysis on the draft. You can go ahead and check out all that in the archives at upsideswings.com for the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast. And if you can support all that, plus again, subscribe. Go ahead and click on Joe's little beady eyes right there underneath Sean. Go ahead and click on stay to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air or like our Facebook page. We had a lot of people earlier today for the breaking news that actually caught us on Facebook. So go ahead and do that today. Plus, also go ahead and follow us. Like us, share, us. get the word out. We're still less than 80 subscribers away from getting to a thousand on YouTube. I need a few more subscribers to go. I can start posting things on LinkedIn. So if you follow me on LinkedIn, that really would help me out as well. So go ahead and check us out today, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do so and support us any which way you can, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, unfortunately, since the terrible and tragic news that was reported earlier today by Sham and the following statement that was given by the James family, we have not heard any update. As of yet, on the condition or status of Bronnie James, we only know that he was taken out of ICU and is now listed in stable condition at USC Medical Center after suffering a cardiac arrest after a practice or during a practice at the USC practice facility. So our thoughts and prayers are with them, and hopefully everything will turn out okay. I know we talked about it at length, and you can find that on the YouTube channel, on the Facebook channel, or wherever you get your podcasts as well. But I just wanted to go ahead and make sure we reiterate our thoughts are with LeBron James and his family. I know we still have a lot of people out there speculating on what may be the cause. Please refrain from doing that here in the chat. Just want to try and keep it a friendly chat, talking about the Lakers and what's going on. If you want to send your heartfelt wishes, obviously that's very much approved and appreciated. But if you want to go ahead and start saying you why you think LeBron uh, James had his his issues, eh, eh, eh. just go ahead. That's that's what X Twitter or Twitter X is for, indeed. But we're going to be talking our second profile of this week, another new member of the Los Angeles Lakers. It is an individual that my fellow panelists and I heard at length on the show, saw it in the chat day by day by day late december january february we got to go ahead and get cam reddish he's he's riding the pine in new york he was riding the pine in atlanta never got a good opportunity blah 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 we got to go ahead and get him in here so he got traded to portland finished out last season with portland and guess what he's a free agent and we get him here on the veterans minimum so we'll talk about cam reddish but to start off with with cam reddish good man indeed you got to go ahead and check him out today whenever he's here it's the madman from toronto he did get out of toronto traffic this morning to go ahead and update you on Bronny james and tonight to talk about cam reddish good man indeed it's the magic man sean grice and magic man great to have you here we're talking cam reddish whether i like it or not
1: I personally am kind of lukewarm about it, Gerald. Right, that's probably the best way to say it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and be a little cheery about him but where's uh, positives
0: and negatives? Like we, yeah. we dealt with yesterday with I, Gabe Vincent I, as
1: well. Yes, and it almost seems that they're like polar repelling one another. They're like they're very equal. Like the positives equal the negatives, and you just never know what you're gonna get with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Seems like his whole career has been that way, Gerald. And I gotta be honest with all the uh, the hoopla and hullabaloo, uh, and that Duke class was phenomenal, Gerald. But I, I I felt he came up a little short during his looked
0: good on paper, didn't
1: it? Yeah, it did. And there were there were, and I look back, and there were all kind of comps to uh, Jamal Mashburn, Rudy Gay. I mean, Gerald, we're talking you know premier shooters. Yeah. Uh, once upon a time in their careers and it's it just it's i don't see it you don't see it nobody really sees it and like you said uh it looked good on paper six eight um two ten uh can defend one to four i mean depending on where you look whether it was basketball reference or Draft twenty four seven or ESPN, they have them listed anywhere from a shooting guard to a power forward. So I mean, it's it's kind of a it really is a mixed bag with him. You just never know what you're going to get in that mystery bag that is Cam Reddish.
0: This is for sure. So it's it, again, I wasn't high on bringing him in here. Uh, I even was, you know, chastising our own audience on several occasions as you heard in the back of the day about cam reddish really uh you know the reason why i say that is while he could very be very much a benefit or benefit by being with the Lakers system where it's heavily reliant on transition heavily reliant on getting to the free throw line heavily reliant on just doing things outside of a normal traditional half court offense that could be really good for him but your thoughts on this my friend it starts off with a jump shot, and it's not that good.
1: No, it's it's not that good, Gerald. It, it, there, it just seems that there's um, something – it almost looks mechanically awkward. I mean, it, it, <clears throat> from the very start, even when he was with Atlanta and he was um, trying to get playing time, it, it, there just seems that there's been different incarnations of it, and it just doesn't look good. And uh, the percentages show it. I mean, he's he's the further out he shoots, um, it, it it's it gets worse and worse. And um, again, as Gerald noted on paper, you know, he was noted as a prolific shooter in high school. Uh, could handle the ball a little. Uh, saw some of it at Duke, and he wound up being a lottery pick. But I will say that I do remember. Um, the draft um, Titan that is Raphael Barlow said that he thought Cam Reddish bene- benefited a lot from playing alongside Zion Williamson and Trey Jones uh, and RJ Barrett and found himself into uh, the lottery drilled. So, uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, it could he be another reclamation project like Rui Hashimura? Sure. I just don't see it because... Here's, here's another thing that uh, that I've always kind of pointed out, Gerald, is that when he, when he was disgruntled about his playing time with the Hawks and got his wish and he was traded, he was traded to a team that had a vaunted, defensive-minded head coach. And if there was – Ah,
0: Tim, I ain't talking about Sean. We're going to guard him. we going to rip their face off. Oh.
1: Gerald's impression is almost spot on. It's like that is Tibbs. He is just gravelly in, in vocabulary and in um, uh, outward appearance as well. Very rough, very rugged, and he expects the same out of players. He expects to um, kind of unlock themselves because he has given guys that opportunity before, but Cam Reddish just never took advantage of it, Gerald. he. He he averaged less than 10 points per game with that team. Um, you know, Tibbs really tried to put him in positions where he could succeed with other ball handlers that, that could get him easy shots. But as you said, the jump shot was just was never there.
0: It's, it's just never there. It's only been like a brief bit of time. 34 games he was with Atlanta in 21-22 where he shot 38% uh before that yeah that that brought it down i guess uh to 33% in his first season with atlanta then 26 uh 31 26 30 31 it's ugly my friend it's ugly. and the thing is though he's an excellent free throw shooter and i think that's why a lot of people bought into him fin- trying to f- finally figuring it out behind the arc it was because he's such an outstanding free throw shooter which again it just kind of perplexes me that he hasn't been able to figure it out as of yet
1: yeah that that's interesting you know um i, I again it, it kind of an anomaly there i agree very good very good free throw shooter you know su- uh, sub 83 85 almost 90% um but the jump shot is in the mid 30s um, sometimes he can get it up to the 40s, depending on uh, the locale. But for the most part, Gerald, <clears throat> his six eight frame and uh, his ability to uh, create open shots is kind of you know overplayed. It's um it's overrated. Uh, he de- he's never developed that quality in the NBA, and it, it's frustrating, man. Because I don't think. Unless there's an injury or two, because I don't think he'll he would supplant necessarily depth that we have in the guard or the wing position if there was an injury. I said injury or two, uh, failing that, I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time,
0: Dre. That could be a very well reason why you know he was heavily recruited out of high school, but uh, you know, I guess the Anthony Edwards was saying that. Cam was good in high school, and that's the only reason why he's in the NBA now. But he was obviously very much favored by a lot of individuals. And, of course, he went high in the NBA draft as a lottery pick. And you see what the result is there as far as possibly being a bust. This it is his four team. He's already still not found a way to find consistency on any rotation or his three-point shot. But when it comes to the Lakers, this is not only his chance of retribution, but also a chance for him to go ahead and play within a system that might cater to his talents a lot more. So I will say that, that I think that I I just think that this could be, if there's anywhere there's a good opportunity, it is with the Lakers, because yeah. they do two things that he does well. And this is what fascinated everyone, was was that he was a very athletic, exciting individual, and people watched the the highlight reels on Twitter, and they just got, oh, Cam reddish got to be on the Lakers. Well, you know, he is now on the Lakers. The Lakers have to accentuate his talents. He has to be with LeBron. When LeBron pushes it up the floor, obviously could be a great wingman taking it to the basket. That's one of his strengths, getting to the line, being able to convert. That, to me, is the key. If you can get him out on transition quite a bit, he can actually see a resurgence and a good way to go ahead and stay in this rotation.
1: Yeah, uh, Gerald, I think you're 100% right. I think, you know, the, the two ways he's going to bend him, uh, Gerald hit it right on the head. If he does get playing time, he's got to be with LeBron on the floor. And he'll be able to score efficiently, in, like Gerald said, two different ways. He can run, so he can be a nice wingman off the off the seams, or he could drive and cut. and And that's where he's going to get a lot of his points, because he's not going to be asked to be a shooter. He's a poor shooter. I'm sure he'll get some opportunities, but as Gerald has said, his offense is going to be predicated on running the floor and driving cut. Couldn't agree with you more on that. This is Raphael from nba draft Junkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers fast break.
0: Check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the PCC multiverse.
1: People are just losing their minds trying
0: to consume Marvel products right now. And I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now.
2: If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually
0: going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it
1: facebook stars not ninja stars okay i know
0: how some people take things literally so don't throw ninja stars at us but like the facebook stars click on those that's what we want that's the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse catch our shows on worldwide radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts once again it is the lakers fast break it is the Matching man sean grice with me gerald glassford thanks so much for watching listening truly appreciate it I will ask you, though, my friend, when it comes to Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish does have to go ahead and be more versatile. I think he has to go ahead and be developing that shot Mm -hmm. and be a little bit more consistent in order to stay in the rotation. But even if he's at 33%, 34%, he can still find some time. You know there's going to be some injuries somewhere during the season. You know we're going to need something as far as a wing who plays a – big guard or a small forward I understand everybody wants Max Christie after his great performance in summer league to take over the behind the backup shooting guard role but when you have someone like Cam Reddish who is very athletic very gifted and can actually thrive in this type of system I really think that you know he if he doesn't get the opportunity now I'm not sure if he ever will Sean
1: yeah I agree Gerald it's 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 make or break time for this young fellow right here because yeah. uh, yesterday I talked about Gabe Vincent being a tough mother bugger. Well, uh, Cam Radish is a tough mother bugger to figure out. Um, and I think the, <laughs> the only way he's going to be able to develop is by uh, playing hard defensively, uh, rebounding well, running the floor and driving and cutting. Because, as we said, he's not going to be asked to shoot a lot. He's a poor shooter. So, drive and cut and run your ass off is going to be his offense. And you know what, Gerald? If that's the the predication, yeah. I mean, you could use that for sure. I mean, there there are teams like the Memphis Grizzlies, who the Lakers are probably going to run into again in the playoffs. And if Cam Reddish is, you know – that being that effective, not three and D, but three and cut, three and drive guy. I think it portends well to ma- you know matchup preferences for for Ham because Ham will play big guys against bigger teams. He's and <clears throat> other and most Laker fans, well, I, I think might like that idea because it would. Um, allow for a more versatile lineup necessarily. Now we know he's going to live and die on that three guard lineup hill. So I, I don't think even if Cam Reddish maxes out his potential, he would be, you know, a starting five or, you know, in our core, you know, in a playoff run.
0: Who does he remind you athletically until wild was asking the question, I'd say,
1: Without the, go- jump shot, without the jump shot he's he looks very similar like body type and that very similar to Rudy game I was
0: gonna say to Drexler I was gonna okay. say a little a little bit of that but did not obviously can't reach the heights that that Clyde did but I think when everybody sees the highlight reels and they go ooh and ah with what he can do and the athleticism that he does have. I think that's what gets everybody going. but then again if you peel the layers behind his game, You also see as well some deficiencies on the defensive end. If you looked at his rating on StatMuse, 115, 113, 114, 118. Uh, Those are not great numbers, my friend. Those are not pretty as far as the defensive rating is concerned, Sean.
1: Yeah. Uh Uh-oh, Gerald. Those are Christian Wood like numbers.
0: Yeah, those are well, actually, Christian <laughs> Wood has got better numbers defensively yeah, than that by, so. by
1: a little bit, right? But those by a, by a little bit, absolutely. God awful, horror awful. Um, I, I, I'm at a loss, you know, for a guy <laughs> with for a guy for this much praiseworthiness that he got um, during. Well, now in our chat,
0: it's the exact opposite. He's not a good athlete. He's not a good player. He, you on, know, I've, I've seen that, the exact see? opposite I heard I read for months that everybody wanted him here. Now we got him here. Now it sounds like we don't want him here. That, that,
1: that's what it sounds like all right. I mean Joe, do you do you feel the same way?
0: Also here today, good man indeed. He has returned to us earlier today and now returned to us here tonight as well. He has not joined Trevor Lane at Lakers Nation. Uh, so he has returned to us. Good man, indeed. He brings back the coif. He brings back the wedding gifts. He is a good man, indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out today at SimBlades, SimBlades with a y. Com and of course, LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, good to have you here, my friend. You were here for all those months. There you go. They're all working it, working it. Oh, yeah. The quaff. a It's a quaff, absolutely, indeed. I don't
2: know about a coif. And it's still too short for a quaff, but okay, I'll take it. But-
0: I'll take it. But my (laughs) friend, you were here and we were back going back and forth with our audience, especially the guys who would come randomly here in here in the chat and go, oh, you guys got to get Cam Reddish. Oh, Cam Reddish to the Lakers. Oh, Cam Reddish to the Lakers. Oh, he's riding the pine in New York. Got to bring him over here to the Lakers. Got to trade for him. Got to trade. Well, we didn't need to trade for him. We got him as a free agent. So your thoughts, my friend. Now we got him. The thing is, Can he finally showcase his skills that made him a lottery pick with the Lakers, his 14th, fourth NBA team in four
2: years?
0: (laughs) We talk about Christian Wood. Endorphin.
2: Endorphin. I still need to see a picture of your wife before I make that prediction. I've told you guys this already. Anyways, the Cam Reddish issues have been two things. Number one. Is he a professional? And you can ask that about a lot of players. He's not unique in that realm. The other thing is, is he about his stats, which I can confirm by watching him play. Now, I haven't watched him play a lot, but in the time I've watched him, when you look at someone like Tim uh, Tom Thibodeau and wonder why he wasn't a big fan, Tom Thibodeau is about... Defense, grit, teamwork, when they say old school, Tom Thibodeau is legitimately old school. So in this day and age, that's kind of hard to judge a little bit because we have a pansy soft society, and most of those guys play in the NBA. But there are three other teams where he failed. And the guy that continues to complain about playing time with more than one, two, three, four teams is usually a guy that's not doing what he's supposed to to get playing time. Again, based off of what I've seen, he hasn't shown the professional part of his game. Of course, he's athletic. Of course, he's got skills. But this is not about just athleticism and skill. If it was about that, we'd be watching and one games, you know, instead of NBA games. So we're going to see if Darvin Ham can pull out the professional in him and then harness that athleticism, which we desperately need this year. I am not sitting on that one very high. But I am wishing I'm wrong.
0: You and I both. You and I both. We've talked about it for months now about how we really didn't want him on this team, but I'm going to tell you, Joe, if there's anywhere that he can thrive, because he's a 90, he's close to a 90% free thrower. And you know, he's athletic and loves to run. This could be if anywhere, if there's anywhere in the NBA, it could be the Lakers because they, they keep the pace high. They love transition and they love to go to the free throw line.
2: And we're also going to find out if Max Christie plays well, is he going to get playing time? And is that going to cause an issue for him as well? You have to watch his attitude. I think ultimately most of these guys get themselves bounce out because of their attitudes, i.e. Uh, Christian uh, Wood being one of those because these guys are way too talented to be in this position, but they can't seem to put it together on, on, a, on a team concept.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Search and Destroy, he has uh, finished the season above 90%. He is mostly in the 80s, mid-80s, so Let's just say he's like between 85 and 90%, which is still pretty darn good indeed for an NBA player. Magic, man, the one thing I want to ask you, though, is, you know, we talked about his defense. We talked about his free throw shooting. We talked about all the various things. You know, Joe has said, right, because if Max Christie can take the momentum he took from, he he made and created from Summer League and translate that into a consistent role player coming off the bench for the Los Angeles Lakers for that shooting guard slot, there's not going to be a position for Camp, But conversely, there might be some options if Torian Prince or, dare I say it, Rui Hashimura don't continue to impress. If those guys don't impress, and in the case of Torian, which could be a very real possibility because you know he obviously didn't impress for Minnesota because they they dumped him and, uh, instead of paying him $10 million, they decided to pay Nas Reed instead. Your thoughts, though, on this where – if Cam Reddish could thrive, it may not be at the two. It may be more like the three, maybe a small ball four, maybe.
1: Go ahead, shot. Yeah, you're... maybe, maybe Gerald, you could talk yourself into that, maybe. Um, but yeah, like I don't know how much better
0: than that would be to our uh, Zangerstein's favorite three guard lineup. Yeah. yeah,
1: like two to four is probably where he's. Likely going to be slotted because he
0: did minutes, play some four.
1: Yeah, his minutes um, allotted there between those between the off guard and uh, the wing positions. However, um, I'm I'm rooting for him, and so are you, and so is everybody else. Sure, we want Max Christie in that uh, in that uh, backup off guard role, not Cam Reddish. Max has <clears throat> earned the opportunity. Um, to uh, still be slotted into that role. I thought he he played exceptionally well uh, in the summer league. I think he's gonna play really well in training camp and during uh, the preseason. So I expect Max to uh, basically get the uh, bulk, as we'll say of the, the minutes of the backup off guard position. Um, then, you know, like you said, Gerald, Cam Reddish has to watch Torian Prince struggle. He has to watch Rui struggle. Um, you know, at this point, even with, uh, some offensive deficiencies, Vando has shown himself to be able to hit the corner three. He can cut, he could drive, um, his ability to defend one to four is, um, you know, on par with maybe five to six other players in the NBA. So he's not going to get minutes ahead of Vando, uh, further than that. Um, I just don't see a a role for him, Gerald outside of, yeah. Like I think he's he's insurance.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: That's it. That's a perfect description for what this signing is. It's just insurance.
0: Joe, Joe, I'm just thinking to say right now, again, you and I have our trepidations on bringing him in. But again, as with Christian Wood, if you bring him in properly, you're going to get him on the cheap. We got Cam Reddish on the cheap. It is the veteran's minimum. If it doesn't work out, he's gone by this time next summer and we try someone else. I think that a young player with some upside possibility, with some athleticism, that can actually help you in certain spots when it comes to transition and free throws and a little bit of versatility. I think it's not all that bad when it comes to Cam Reddish.
2: It won't be bad because there's plenty of tweener, small forwards on the team versus Christian Wood, who's a center big that the Lakers need because Jackson Hayes is not really going to be starting center material, no matter what there. And we don't have anyone else besides AD to play that position. I just think it's comparing apples to oranges in in that respect. Uh, They they both have the same issues of not likely being good team players, but I'd say... It's going to be much easier for Christian Wood to get the minutes that he wants because we need his minutes in a position that we need minutes at. And the better he plays, the more minutes he gets at that position, that means less time for our star to have to deal with that position. And we're we're still waiting on something. I don't know what they're waiting for, but um, I'm, I'm going to take a guess that at some point. Someone's finally going to tell Christian Wood, "We're not giving you anything, and we're not trading you." And then he'll have to make that choice to go to LA because uh, there's going to be
0: other players. Like everybody's going to be looking at Oklahoma City, who has 20 players right now. They're going to have to get it re- rid of at least one big man, young big man, off that roster. Hmm. Uh, you know, again, I would love to see Pokushevsky on this roster for the Lakers. I think. Yeah, he- but is he going to be veteran minimum? Well, the I- thing is, you. He would probably, he would probably, if he's waived right now, it would probably, someone probably pick up, what, 3 or $4 million a year contract that he's worth, because they think he'd probably go ahead and get a flyer on him. Mm -hmm. I think he probably wouldn't clear waivers. I don't think many of these guys that are on the back end, like 12 through 20, Joe and Sean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think if they get rid of any of those guys in the rotation right now, that most of them will go ahead and not clear waivers. I think... Maybe a Ty Ty Washington would clear waivers. You know, maybe Uzman Garuba. I don't, not even sure about Uzman Garuba because of what he can bring to for you defense. Yeah, I don't
1: think Garuba would uh, would go Isaiah on Joe. You yeah.
0: know, there, there's a lot of guys right there. Uh, uh, Earl, he's also a you know big man that can help you out as well. These they've got a lot of of young players, Joe, that are actually if they were out in the marketplace right now they would be considered some of the best free agents available. That's how good they are. That's how good their team is going to be. And it's just the thing is they're going to be doing this again each and every year for the next four or five years, because they've and got. it's still, going to
1: be a carousel of them having to let go very good, very young players because of the uh, path they chose. It's just, you know, Gerald, it's kind of like the, 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 the return on investment and then it's capital gains time like that that's kind of what it is they have to give up a little bit of youth and a pretty good player here or there.
2: I'm still puzzled at what the advantage is in having so many assets in the draft and so many viable players on your roster that you know you can't keep. It's almost more of an insult to yourself. Doing all that for what? Like a revolving door? It really is because now you're looking like the maybe a little bit better version of the Oakland A's. Why are you garnering all these draft picks and drafting all these talented players or picking them up or whatever, yet you're just giving them away because you can't roster them? What's the benefit there? Are they going to complain before the next CBA and do nothing about it? It doesn't make any sense unless. They're going to be able to package a deal to get a star.
0: Which is what you went. You have 35. But no one wants to go to
2: Oklahoma City. See, this is the the part of parity that needs to stop being said in the NBA. The players don't want parity. They're already getting paid their money. So they don't give two craps about parity. What they will want when they request a trade is, I want to go to Miami or L.A. Maybe New York. But New York's been kind of a black hole for the last 50 years. Their, their their first two words are more viable than the Knicks. The Knicks have been like the Cleveland Indians. You know, they won one so far ago, it might as well not have been a title now. And it's it doesn't make any sense how they've structured this. We're, we're, we're foaming out of the mouth for Presti and how great he is. And we talked about this uh, yesterday. What What am I supposed to be impressed with? That you broke up a potential dynasty because you didn't want to pay James Harden? That's a bad negative in my book. Because if you have kept James Harden, you probably have won at least one or two titles. And then on top of that, you fix whatever you fix because you're able to pounce on the the renters across the hall by stealing uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander for playoff P crap. And you, you you made up a little bit of ground there, but then now what? Now what? Now, okay, Chet Holmgren is healthy finally. And then you got this team that's building. What's next? Are you going to go after a star? Are you going to go after Joel Embiid? Can you fit? Can you convince Joel Embiid to come to Oklahoma City if things go south in Philly? Because if you have Chet Holmgren, Shea Gilgis Alexander, and Joel Embiid, now I'm listening. Now press these on my good list. All right, you put this thing together. You got all these assets.
0: Now go win a championship. Congratulations to Joel Embiid on his marriage this past weekend to, I, I don't remember her name, uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. What and is then, that?
2: Are you, are you a subscriber to In Touch? You know this stuff? No,
0: I just flashed across the screen as far as the article is concerned. I just know he got
1: married, so more power to him. His, his, his son is his. He's happy twin. right
0: now his until son he is gets. this
1: little twin. I yep. mean, they, they look so much alike. Uh, that's going to be a big boy when he grows up. Holy smokes!
0: Well, all I say is, you know, he's happy now. Everything's blissful, and then he gets into camp with the 76ers. It'll. That change. could be so much fun. Yeah, not yeah, going be, so be so much fun. Especially if there's a disgruntled. Well, what, is, what is? What is? Why is he
2: disgruntled? Hasn't
1: well, he had can, his ass? Gonna, ass Carol, you know, his entire more. time he's there. Gonna, he's going to let his fat ass hang out in the Philadelphia strip clubs.
2: How you know, how you know, why, why would Joel Embiid be mad at the Sixers?
0: any well, anyway, did you, did you hear the comments that he made? What a, a week ago I did hear. Oh, it. Why ago? would he say that? He's obviously trying to just do against a against,
2: against a team that's catered to him like a baby.
0: He's obviously trying to do the same thing that LeBron does. Is doing the, you LeBron, know, the, the those comments that make oh, that, that makes, is, is thank you. Different
2: that is completely different. First of all, LeBron is a completely different boat. okay? He is a – LeBron is an all-timer. And we say great nowadays like like it's M&Ms, just regular M&Ms, not even peanut M&Ms. No, not everyone is great, even guys that have won MVP. If you don't believe me, Russell Westbrook was an MVP. James Harden was an MVP. I'm talking about great like Magic, Bird, Jordan, LeBron, that's a different beast. LeBron is a different beast. If LeBron is asking for certain things and he's that great, LeBron makes you relevant. LeBron takes you to the finals. He wins titles. He brings a billion dollars worth of attention your way. Half this country doesn't even know who Joel Embiid is, if not more.
0: But so, Joel Embiid drops the, oh, in Philadelphia or somewhere else as far as winning a championship. because That's an
2: insult to management that has as kissed you your ass. Last,
0: as you talked about last week, because he was so focused on just getting the MVP, as you, as you noted last week, I'm going to give you credit, you noted that last week that he was solely focused seemingly on the MVP and forget the rest of the team and forget the team outlook and all that. And that may have been part of the reason why along with Kawhi Leonard's uh, lucky bounces right there, the reason why he's never been to a conference final. But when it comes to what we see now with, with him, he's now saying he's focused in on winning a title, winning a title only. Again, when he drops the Philadelphia or somewhere else, it just tries to go ahead and, and send a message to the front office. You've seen this done before by LeBron and other players where they drop these these sentences or these words that, Supposed to be like, oh, supposed to get them nervous. I mean, what Daryl Morey is going to trade, he's known as Trader Daryl. When you have a GM known as Trader in front of the name, that tells you he's tried everything and then some to get this team to where it's at. So if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. And I don't think it's going to work because the fact is, Boston looks like they're, you know, a little bit better team. You also have Cleveland, which improved in the offseason. You still got Milwaukee there. I don't see Philadelphia climbing up the ranks anymore, Sean. I, I don't see them climbing any higher. Maybe they can get to the conference finals this year, but that would take a Herculean effort by Joel Embiid.
1: Yeah, it would. It would, Gerald. That's what it would require. Um, they're, mid. they're mid. They're. They're. They are a mid. They're. They're the mid mean pretty much. Um, neither warm, nor cold. So lukewarm, gonna spit you out of my mouth. That's what the good book says. I think that's pretty much what they are. Um, Even with the uh, addition of Nick Nurse as a head coach, um, I just think the dysfunctionality Snuggles,
0: thank you for subscribing. Truly appreciate
1: it. Always good to have a
0: Snuggles as a subscriber.
2: The, The fact that they brought the best coach available you would think after you've won your MVP, after lobbying and listening, having to listen to your mouth for the last two, three years, how you wanted MVP. Where were you when you were up three-two? Where, where were you then? Why weren't you I thinking remember. about winning a championship then? Why I are you worrying about he's, it now?
0: because everybody's go- throwing stuff at at with the way Sean. I'm sorry, my apologies. He's everybody's throwing stuff at the way at, at Harden about oh after that great start to the series hard folded like he always does yeah that may have been the case but joel and bead should have said you know what you're not cutting it i'm gonna go ahead and step up to the plate and he didn't he didn't and that's why they lost that's part of the reason why they lost right there more than just just this
2: these kind of players need to be put on blast
1: instead of on a pedestal
2: we put we put players on blast who don't shouldn't be put on blast you bother them when they when they're trying to leave the arena you bother them when they're trying to have dinner with their friends and family you bother them at at, with stupid commentary from things that don't matter but you don't go after guys like joel Embiid enough and call them out for being bums when it matters you you sit there and you don't do anything to ben simmons who's crying about mental health yet he's got enough mental health to try to get his 20 million for not playing
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That is what you need to attack. That's when you go after those guys, not when they're in the parking lot trying to get some rest so they can get home. And then you got some tabloid BS. Oh, he turned down an uh, an autograph. What a dick! No, you're the dick there. Okay, go after the ones that deserve it when they do something. Go after them. Joel Embiid is on my list because he talks through one mouth and then the other mouth is over here
0: at the same time sir can i have your autograph sir sir sure oh i thought you were gonna say no so i could call you a dick but all right I don't need to
2: say no to an R. You have to be a big. Okay.
0: That's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Indeed. But once again, it is the Lakers Pass Break Podcast. Truly appreciate it. It is Joe Soro, a.k.a. Oxide T47. Yeah, He's we don't related. need to
1: go into the whole Team America skin, although I'd really love to, right, Apple? Yeah,
0: exactly. Lifted says Gerald now needs to censor a bunch of stuff. and eh, not too much, not too well, much.
2: Well, first of all, there's a bunch of guys named Dick, so that shouldn't
0: yeah, be censored. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that seems to go through on Apple Podcasts, so I'm going to let that one go. But you remember Dick
2: Enberg, NBC? Yeah,
0: absolutely, you know? Dick Eppersol. The, right. Well, Dick
2: was the big one because they would be a sideline reporter like Leslie Visser. Angels. She, she would be talking about an injury, you know. Uh, yeah, fellas, we're you know, Lawrence Taylor's out for this game. I think and it's, he's 13, hoping to be back thriller. next week. Back to you, Dick. I mean, that was a staple finishing off of on an interview.
1: Pussy Glore, great character.
0: There you go. James Bond, indeed. You guys wanted them to talk about fit movies. You know, you asked me on the Pop Culture Cosmos to get Soro and Sean to talk about movies. Hey, there you go. Start right there as far as the Bond movies are concerned. Yes, Sovereign, that is true. A lot indeed. But before we delve too far down, because there are ladies present on in the chat, we truly appreciate Everyone being part of what we're doing here. It is the Lakers fast break. He has
1: a sense of humor, Gerald. Our ladies have a sense of humor.
0: Intel Wild says it best, getting us back in there. Can top end cam average 14 and six off the bench? this season and
1: 93%
0: free throw. Yeah, that,
1: wow, you know, Intel. The highest he's ever done
0: is 90. I'm going to say if he does 14 and six, he's having a lot of volume. He's playing Mm -hmm. a lot of key minutes. He's on the transition and getting to the free throw line a lot. I'm saying upper 80s. I'm going to say 87%. I don't think
2: Cam is going to get that many minutes, even if he's playing well.
0: With injuries? You don't think with injuries happen?
2: No, there's too many guys that are playing his position on this team those other guys would have to really really hit the skids like
1: that's one thing that that that's really strong about the team Gerald's the middle is very strong like that that's I- we're gonna need a
2: miracle guys we're gonna need a miracle in that we're gonna need the chemistry and the team effort of 2020 you, you know guys like Caruso played 18 minutes and look how effective he was in those 18 minutes. He almost felt like he was a starter, but he wasn't. But he was so efficient in those 18 to 22 minutes, let's say, in that range, where you thought he was a player that was always there. He wasn't. They're going to have to have everyone on this team, especially the new guys, Vincent, Hayes, Reddish, Prince, Vanderbilt, those guys right there, those four and five guys are going to have to understand that there's going to be games that they play five minutes. And then there's going to be games where they play 20 minutes and they're going to be back to three, then back to eight, then back to 20. And this is a, this is the problem with reddish in his career. I'm going by what he's done. If he changes his mind, if he matures in LA cool, I'll be the first to say, good job. You gave us a reason now to think that you're a professional. But before you didn't, because I'm not going to say I was wrong. I'm not really wrong. I'm basing it off of what he's done. But if he comes in and he's not selfish, whatever that means, is that means he's gonna play significant minutes when needed. And when he's not, he's gotta be up there. And that's one of the things I liked about Tristan Thompson. He's on a team. Guy was the first guy up, clapping. Patting people on the back, getting them energized, getting them supported—that's probably one of the reasons why they brought him in there. So, be that guy, guys. Be that guy. All of you, all of you guys, be that guy. I don't, I don't need a Mateen Cleves. I, I don't want any of that. I don't want you know like dancing and you know gyration everywhere. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Look, just be we the, paid, we paid be a good, money
0: for I I don't want a, I don't
2: want a mascot. Uh, the, we're talking. We're, you're a professional. Be a professional. Tap, You know, high five your teammates. Support them, play well, and 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 practice. We want these guys to be unselfish, especially this year, especially this year, because if they're not selfish, that's more minutes to guys that can keep LeBron and AD healthy.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro, Magic Man, John Rice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching, listening. Truly appreciate it. Lifted said something that Stone Hansen is on record saying that he thinks Cam isn't an NBA-level player. I don't know about that. I mean, again, in the right format, he could still come off the bench and be a guy that's like a ninth, 10th, 11th guy. But obviously, he is going to be considered a draft disappointment at the very least. And outside of a great season, if he doesn't have one with the Lakers, Sean,
1: he'll be considered one of those many draft busts. Uh, yeah, he would be, drilled. Um, considering the fact that that would be is one, two, three, four, and eight seasons, four teams, gonna find yourself in a bit of a pickle because yeah, the you pickle in China, able, or yeah, or or you know, or Europe, Las Europe Liga, may, Europe may Liga, be calling oh, Puerto yeah. Rico, Las Liga, Australia, right. yeah, Australia, uh, hey. I've watched a couple of those games. Those guys play really hard, Gerald. Really Absolutely. hard. Absolutely. Great go so for hard. them. They go so yeah, they also
0: play really hard at the YMCA, but I'm not saying that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Maybe well, that is you, his next. You know, maybe that's camp's
1: next stop. You know something? Uh, Gerald, I'd be quick to uh to not go there because, you know, I, I would I would put Joe Ingles and Matthew Dellavedova. Those guys are from the land down under. Not yes, they are. Scrubs here. We're talking about. Yes, pretty and Lamelo guy. Ball
0: did he did play, have his time there? Kind of struggled when he was down there, and that's probably because he took it. out uh, uh, Mills, it.
2: Gerald, you you just fell for that right now. You could have just
1: stuck to your guns. But you know, like, it just it just right. shows that well, uh, Sean convinced has, me. Yeah, I'm well, not allowed
0: to change my mind. No, hey, John. Jack. Uh, yep, Aussie, our good friend Aussie, down there. He said our league is tough. Absolutely, got some tough players there. Obviously, sounds 100%, like it. Hundred
1: percent. I I've watched uh, I've watched many a game where Australia played Canada, and they went for blood, Gerald. There was like, oh, i sure they go for blood all, yes. all over the floor. So I love that kind of uh, I love that kind of competitive spirit. Like, and look at their world ranking, Gerald. They're in, They are in the top ten. There you go. Well, absolutely. Uh, there,
0: your 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 point is made, despite what Joe says. Your point is made. Oh no! Oh, no. no. <laughs> but with Cam Reddish again, Cam Reddish, obviously we want to see him materialize. We've got him now, Joe. You and I did not want him on this team. We we kind of scoffed at our audience in regards to him being thought of on this team before he was on this team. Now he's on this team. We're stuck with him. It is only for the veterans minimum. Let's just be clear. And that's something that I think I, I can swallow a little bit more because the fact is he is going to be playing on a veterans minimum. I mean, this is his chance, one of his last chance, like Jackson Hayes, to prove he is still an equality NBA player or he can be a quality NBA player.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, throwing darts on the dot board, seeing which one gets to the bullseye close enough, right? Uh, You don't need all these guys technically to be good. You can have a couple that go down the drain and still be okay. There's only five guys that can play at a time, and your rotations are likely only going to go up to eight to ten anyways. But whomever does come out of that, we're going to be supporting, and there's going to be at least two in the doghouse, So just because there always is. So just get ready, guys. We're going to be talking a lot about, Guys that have come up and guys that are obviously in the doghouse and we're not gonna want them on the team and we're gonna to wanna to trade and Tom is gonna to get on Laker Holics and wanna trade Jackson Hayes for Damian Lillard. Well, right now he's commenting Bradley on Beal. other
0: people's trades right now and other uh you know, yeah Yeah, I I wanna
2: I wanna I wanna make this very clear. I wanna antagonize Tom enough to come back because that needs to happen. The message on Lakers Holics with Jamie's suite was very entertaining, very entertaining, and I want to see more of it. And if it means I got to start the fire this time, I will. Okay, Billy Joel.
0: Well, when it comes to those, Sean, to
1: that's a great song, Gerald. I could see Joe singing that right now. Uh, Uh, Southern Comfort says,
0: Joe, please harass Tom. (laughs) I think right there, that would harass Tom, you singing to him like that. But it is Lakerholics.com. Go ahead and check out what Laker Tom with the Laker Tom lean in. And of course, J.B. Sweet with his Five Things articles. Go ahead and check them out today. I don't know if they're still arguing, but I'm sure we'll hear about it when we do at LakerHolics. We need to wear
2: wristbands that say, what would Jamie Sweet say?
0: I'll have to ask him.
2: There you uh, go. WWJS. Okay. You could also, you know, Be What would Joe Soros say? (laughs) (laughs) See, I got you. Yes, you did.
0: Sean, when it comes to Cam Reddish, though, I mean, I'm not holding out much hope. But, uh, you know, Intel (laughs) Wild is thinking that maybe we could see a season where it does get turned around. If there's injuries like last season to LeBron and AD, you are going to need all those wing players that you can get. And they will be Mm. utilized in rotation. I think at some point he's going to get his opportunity. It just in an 82 game season, it just never fails that at least man from number one to number 13, 14, at some point in time during the course of the season, if they're even anywhere near competent, they will get a run at some point in time to earn their, pl- earn their money. We saw it with Austin Reese when he was barely made the team a couple seasons ago, he got his opportunity and you saw what he did with it. I'm not saying that I'm expecting the same thing for Cam Reddish, but Mm -hmm. in a system where, again, where it's heavily reliant on pace, transition, and free throws, if there's no team he succeeds with more than this one, I'm not sure he succeeds at all
1: yeah no i agree with you gerald this is like reclamation project number f- 55 for the lakers well we'll be talking
0: about jackson hayes here
1: yeah, uh, okay, we, yeah. all uh, right so that's like number 56, 56. <laughs> I'm the way yeah um I, I you know intel has probably the best intentions uh and the best hopes high hopes for cam and i would agree that that's probably his high end if if everything break like I am I almost used the wrong word there. If everything kind of goes his way where he gets an opportunity, Gerald, and I agree with you, I think it's going to come, and it presents himself and he runs with it. And like we said, when you're with LeBron on the floor, uh, you need at least two, probably three shooters if you're going to have Reddish out there because he's just atrocious. So you're going to run the floor hard. You're going to get your opportunities in transition. And you're going to drive and cut, and that's where we're going to be able to get you to eat. Other than that, you're going to have to fend for scraps. Uh, You know, if if your jump shot comes along, it comes along. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But primarily, you're going to be asked to cut and drive. Gerald, could he work out for him and the Lakers? Sure, but I'm giving it less than, you know, less than 18% that, you know, oh, that's a number. Yeah. yeah. That's just like a random number. 18. Yeah. Well, okay. put 20, but it's like, why, well, you know, like less than 20% chance that, 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 he, he maxes out and he helps himself in the Lakers. I think it's more like um he averages like 10 to 15 minutes a game. He's probably averaging his like career averages, right? Like, six to eight points, maybe maybe three, four rebounds, an assist or two, maybe a maybe half a steal, a block. That's that's about what he averages.
0: So I ask you this, Joe. Again, when you look at the free throw numbers, and remember we always as, as when we're looking at draft choices, the draft analysts out there, and I met a lot of them when I was there at at and saw a whole huge group of draft analysts uh, that cover the draft, you know, guys like Stone and Raphael and so many others when I was at Thomas and Mac. And one of the things they always look at and they always point to and they always tell you is like, you know, even though that the kid may have not been a, a great shooter in college or in high school, et cetera, et cetera, or at G League or wherever they're they're going before they get into the draft, if they've got that free throw percentage, Joe, it's going to get there. More than likely, it's going to get there to where they're at least a decent shooter. At only one period of time in his career with 34 games in Atlanta, has Cam Reddish ever been a competent three-point shooter? This is a guy, again, that shoots has shot 90% in the league at the free throw line, and it's right around 85% overall for his career. How does this happen where he's just not been able to let it click from beyond the arc?
2: There's more than just that. It's It's probably the fact that he can't even get to a rhythm. The, the, the games that he's played the most was his rookie year. Mm-hmm. 58 games, which, you know, I know there was a, you know, COVID, you know, separation there. So they played, what was it? Uh, the 72 games that year? Yeah. Uh If you... Count the players that, or the teams that went through the whole season after that. Yeah,
0: with the, with those extra eight games. So he played his
2: fullest season was fifty eight games. His rookie year, in which he, I guess, had an okay rookie season. Uh, free through, free throws were at eighty percent, eighty one the following year, and then it started to go up from there. He hasn't really played a lot of minutes, and he hasn't played a lot of games. It's this is this is why we're we're predicting that it's probably going to be the same old thing however it would benefit the lakers if he's playing what he's averaged and that right now is i mean he's averaging 24 minutes in his career but if he's getting let's say 20 minutes if he's effective that's a huge help absolutely
0: Yep. Well, let me just say this, Adam. Yeah, I know you have to it,
2: understand. see so here's the thing. He's not satisfied playing that many minutes. He wants more. Yeah. But you have to play well enough. If you're going to be shooting 33% from three or less or less, that's not going to work. And you're not necessarily a guy that can get to the hoop at will. Then what? What's your benefit?
0: Well, you see it with LeBron James. When he has those seasons like last season where he's shooting 30 to 32 percent, he can literally shoot you out of basketball games. When he's shooting 35, 36 percent on the volume that you see, Joe, you actually can see the the difference as far as how much easier it makes. Adam, I said you know, you said. That I'm not high in the three-point shooting, anyways. I'm higher guys than that, that can get it to the rack. And yes, he can get it to the rack. There's no question about that. Loves the transition game, Sean and Joe. The thing is, though, we, your your team is 27th last year in three-point shooting. And I will stress it again: even if they move it up five or six slots, that makes it so much easier to stretch out the defense, to create more openings, to create more opportunities for other things to happen in the offense. Do you disagree or agree?
2: If if you're not, if I'm Cam Reddish, I'm doing what Jared Vanderbilt is hopefully doing, sitting at that three-point line and making shots. Because if you really want to score, do you want to get minutes? You're going to have to allow LeBron James to pass you the ball when he's penetrating. It's that simple. AD is not the type of guy you can put in the block and you know, move it around like Shaq and throw it to the open guy. I think... That was one of Shaq's very underrated skill sets. Is he was able to pass out of the post. AD doesn't do that, which is why playing center doesn't work. We want him playing power forward so he can open up that lane so that LeBron can get through that lane, find the open guy, and you schmucks make the shot. You do that. The Lakers are winning every game by 10 and 15 points. And LeBron and AD are not killing themselves playing. Too many minutes. It's that simple. However, there is a mental game in this. I'm sure they're hitting those shots in practice, but they're not hitting them in the game. Make them in the game and watch what your value will be at the end of the year. Because if everybody wins here in terms of being happy and then the Lakers win the championship, everyone's going to get paid. Who's a free agent next year? Imagine Christian Wood coming in. Imagine. And he plays 25 minutes a game and is averaging 15 points a game and has not is not a problem in the locker room. You're telling me someone's not gonna offer him oh yeah three years, 30 million next year?
0: Because they finally think he's on the way up, they finally think go. that he's figured it all out. Finally they finally he's out. think he's matured.
2: Then you'll turn into Eric Dampier, but that won't be our problem when he leaves. So <laughs> there you go.
0: This is true. Sean, I do want to ask you this though, uh, before we head on out, some some
1: final that, that thoughts Talladega Nights is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about Talladega Nights.
0: I I would talk talk.
2: about it, Gerald. I'm sorry, uh, Sean, but there's way too many sensitive. (laughs) Mm,
0: mm,
2: mm, 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 mm. Not naming anybody. My favorite (laughs) scene in that film is the pool hole. (laughs) From formula. It started
0: from there. Sasha Barako he was so good in that movie. Oh, my God. Formula? So
2: and then, of course, we don't want to insult things and then find out that Gerald.
1: No, but I, I, I've been told I do have, like, a John C. Riley thing going on with the mustache. I've been told that before. You just need a perm. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com but i only touched on this earlier a little bit sean and that was the poor defensive rating 118 defensive rating last season again something to worry about is it, it you know what you've but seen that's only
2: 117 players in the nba that play <laughs> 115
0: 113 wow. 114 and 118 like, in his four seasons i mean is this guy play. just going all right here go ahead that's like matador style that is like we talked about Christian Wood, bad. and since then we proved that Gabe Vincent almost has bad defense statistically. When you look at it, and this guy Cam Reddish statistically was worse than Christian Wood on that well, end.
1: You know, it's interesting, Gerald. Um, <clears throat> when we in preparing for this, and you know, I did happen to have to prepare. Um, <laughs> I, I, I look back at. Uh, I'm just. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I look back. I I love doing this. I, I he
0: ignored you the whole way.
1: Yeah. I look back at uh, his lone season at Duke because Gerald. I always had this philosophy that, um, and I followed it because you know other people have have stated this. Um, watching you know college football for so long that. It's it it pretends to how well a player will play in the NFL, how he plays in his conference or against other really good uh, teams. And that's a good qualifier. So, in the games where Reddish was up against, you know, a quality team or a quality coach, Gerald, he didn't play well. Uh, The first game aside, when uh, Duke played Kentucky, Gonzaga, he got less than ten points. Mark Few played Texas Tech, and Chris Beard got less got less than ten points. Played Tony Bennett at Virginia, aver- got less than ten points. Uh, he got only one point in the last game when they played Tom Izzo and Michigan State. So um, kind of an kind of an interesting qualifier there. C- kind of tells a story of his game. Um, I think a lot of the times what happens with Reddish is. Because he's uh, on a second unit, and you know, it's always in the back of his mind that he's going to be disgruntled, Joe, no matter what. That's uh, I think Joe alluded to that earlier. That no matter where he's gone, in the back of a, the back of his mind, there's there's always a problem on the horizon as far as playing time is concerned, or you know, he's not being um, utilized the way he thinks he should. Um, well, all that kind of like needs to be thrown out the window because if he doesn't just shut it all down and just do what he's told, uh, and he will get playing time if he does that. But if he kind of has this attitude problem, Gerald wouldn't surprise me if you know it's a similar to a Thomas Bryant situation where he just walks up to uh, the office and asks to be traded.
2: And that's a that's a that's that should be a, a lesson to all. Thomas Bryant goes to the Laker office and says I want to be traded because I'm not getting the playing time, then goes to a team that didn't play him at all. What does that tell you about your play, Thomas Bryant? Be careful what you wish for, because you might not get it. Wait, that didn't come out right. Uh you know what I mean. <laughs>
0: Once again, it is the Lakers' fast break. It is Joe Sorho along with me, Joe Glasser, and Magic Man, Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching. And listening. Magic Man doesn't
2: do his homework. Magic Man just remembers everything. He's Rain Man.
0: I thought you were the one that had the elephant memory.
2: I have the statistic memory. Magic Man has the memory of every hour of every day of his life. <laughs> that I
1: don't have. <laughs>
0: now thomas well, Brian, Joe, the, joe's the like
1: ring. joe's like the filing cabinet and then i'm all the little so filed. my. yeah i'm like the one that you have to kind of
2: do this you know? <laughs> yep. magic man is on his table and he just goes oh yeah what was that you needed yeah it's uh, four, five,
1: <laughs> <six>. <laughs> but, what's uh, gerald
0: oh here we Braille?
1: go yeah, Zangerstein. I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think Thomas Bryant will get a lot of playing time in Miami either. So, but he'll and have good. a lot of fun. And and good luck asking Pat Riley for a trade because I could. I just want to be a fly on the wall if he's disgruntled to get about his playing time. The best scene. He's the, asking the Godfather for a trade. The best scene in Winning Time
2: is when. McKinley is in the bar, and they're interviewing Van <laughs> Riley. and I'm sitting. I'm wa- I watch this clip on YouTube all the time just because I love just the the Rody look on his face. Yeah, he's like, well, he's you know, he's got a lot to do with it. He's just like you, shitty New York Irish bleep bleep f you. <laughs> and he's like, you first. <laughs> <laughs> you notice Pat Riley never complained about that by the way? Never
0: never season 2 is coming up very soon
2: and it looks good it really looks good I can't wait and someone needs to relay the message and maybe maybe Jerry did get the message uh, that we love him more because of the show regardless if it's true or not at least I do and his wolf comment proved it even more that that's who he is
0: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, That that wolf comment is just. That was one of the baddest
2: comments I've heard in a long time. He didn't even hesitate. Uh, I wish we could have him back.
1: You know, it it just, look, man. Burn that bridge, Joe. Burn that bridge. Look, look, look. I worked with him. I worked with him for a long time. Let me tell you something. Some of these hillbillies are just built differently mentally. And he was one of them. He was one of them. Uh, some guys are just you cannot even try put into words their competitiveness. Jerry West, Philip Rivers, um, John Elway, Jack Lambert, Moses Malone. It's it's just it's it comes from somewhere not inside like an actual person. Gerald that energy. Um, very few have it. Like Joe said, Jerry had it, Mike had it, Kobe had it. It's just, it's rare. It's that, that literal ultra competitiveness about everything.
0: Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate you watching and listening here as we talked Cam Reddish for today, hoping for better things and a revival of his career here with the Lakers this season. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Who is Torian Prince? We'll talk about Torian Prince. We'll talk about what he can do, the versatility he could bring, and the, also the reasons why he may have not gotten the contract he desired with the Lakers that he wanted to get from Minnesota. So we'll talk about that coming up. But, guys, once again, want to stress from all of us here at the Lakers Fast Break our deepest wishes and thoughts and prayers to the James family want to go ahead and make sure everybody know we have not heard any updates on the condition for Bronny James. It's still at this point in time, stable and he's out of the ICU. So hoping for good things for help going forward. And hopefully he will come back and get up on his feet and be able to be Bronny. Once again, You know, just to, you know, the, the, the athletic full of joy kid, you know, just, just so tragic to see someone so young, be able to experience something like this. So, I'm rooting for him, and I know everybody else is as well. But guys, uh, other than that, we talked about the Jalen Brown extension, three hundred million dollars, three oh four to be exact.
1: A literal pot of gold, like a literal, a literal pot of gold, yeah, for Jalen Brown. Um, highest contract ever in the NBA, Gerald. It's likely to be eclipsed by his teammate in what? a few months. Yeah. Um and then I'm not sure who's up next. Um, That's
0: 338. If if Tatum right. is offered an extension, which he will be, everybody knows out there, he will be. That's 338. So we talked about the final year of Jalen Brown's contract is 69 million and change. Guess what? The last year on Jason Tatum's extension when What's he it? signs 78, 79? it, 78, 79. It will probably be in. I'd say 70. 76, 70. Yeah, I'd say we're in that range.
1: That's Close
0: to $80 million, Joe. $80 million for that final season for Jason Tatum when he signs that extension. How Ter- insane is that?
2: Terrible, terrible contract for a very good player. Not a great player. Very good player. Uh, unfortunately, timing is terrible for the Celtics. They either pay him or I think somebody else would have, but then even, not really. I don't think anybody would have ever paid him that. But
0: what, for Jalen Brown, no, no. I not I sure. want to say I, su- I support the Brown? trade.
2: No. I support the trade because it's going to hamstring the Celtics to the point where if if Kristaps Porzingis comes up lame, then they're gonna be in, in, in and in they're gonna have a problem. But it was a good trade. I'm not saying it was a bad trade. That's actually a good trade but they're going to need to hope he stays healthy.
0: I'm going to say Mark right now, because he, he, Mark said almost 1 million per game, Sean and Joe, before the end of the decade, somebody will sign an $82 million contract. Mm. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's trending in that direction. By the end of this decade, someone will, I don't know who it will be. Uh, let's say maybe it could be a Victor, Victor Wembiyama, if he pans out, Or uh, because I think John Morant, John Morant wouldn't be.
2: I can't figure out how these guys are paying this. I I don't what's the TV contracts are are, are an issue and you're having strikes in the entertainment industry yet. These guys are getting paid 82. I'm not saying I'm not going to use the word overpaid because again, there's only 450 players in the NBA at any given time. It's just based off the setup, why the hell would you pay someone that money? You're destroying your team. I'm talking about all the, the all the uh, owners. Like, what what's the point of this? I don't know. Whatever.
0: But it is the Lakers fast break. It is something. Again, Joe and I don't mind that Boston Ooh,
1: live free. That's a hot take, brother. That's a real hot juicy. Stinky. Yeah, I, I have to disagree.
0: Although Sean Bradley did get some numbers at the height of his career. It, the height of his career wasn't, you know, pardon the pun, that long. But he did get some good numbers while he was out there. But yeah, Wembe Yama is more of a wing right now than a center. So I think people need to put that in context and perspective because I think he really has a lot to offer. And I see some really special things happening with Victor Wembe. I think I really think he's the real deal, so. That's what I'm. I'm looking forward to catching along with the Lakers, of course, this season.
1: And and Gerald, we we also wish the best for Sean Bradley. Unfortunately, Sean was paralyzed a yeah. couple of years ago. Um, a motorist uh, hit him as he was riding his bicycle and took off. Yeah. Um, and did they ever catch that person? I I don't recall if they ever did or not. I really hope they did because that was a really that's. That's one of the worst human behaviors um, that uh, we come across. One of the very worst.
0: Prayers for Sean, indeed, and also prayers for Bronnie. Hopefully everything will turn out okay for Bronnie James, as again, he's resting in stable condition at USC Medical Center. If there's any news that needs to be told, obviously we- despite what some people on Facebook were telling us, we will be telling you and we will be communicating the latest Lakers news and information, you know, because you out there seem to for the most part appreciate it and uh, skepticism and, and conspiracy theories aside, I think uh, most part we were able to bring you this morning, a really good show under those difficult circumstances. So if there's any updates uh, we will go ahead and make sure we pass along that for the Lakers fast break, but Guys, tomorrow, Torian Prince.
1: Torian Prince. Okay. Return Torian of the Prince. Prince.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll, do, we'll just go uncover both the good and the bad and uh, the kind of perplexing when it comes to Torian Prince, why his contract wasn't picked up, but why he could be a big help for the Lakers on what he's making. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. If you have any questions for us, always put it below or in the comments, or you could always go ahead and make sure you let us know. Lakers fast break at yahoo.com or Lakers fast break on social media. Please like, and subscribe to this video. It helps us out. It gets us out there. It helps us out to get more to more people in their lives that are Lakers fans that need to know more. And we're bringing it to them. So we're, we're not stopping. We're bringing you show after show, after show. We're not taking the month of August off we're going to hit it hard and please please keep following us because we need all the support we can get so again for Joe Sorrow aka Ox1947 at lakersball.com and simblades simblades with a Y.com, the magic man Sean Grice going back into Toronto traffic after this is done and me Gerald Glassford. thanks so much for watching listening truly appreciate it hoping you'll stop by tomorrow to hear our thoughts on Torian Prince and what he could do for the team And we're glad to go ahead and share them with you right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.